Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop the Pop Culture Podcast. I'm the LA Nerd Joel Reeves, and with me, as always, is Taylor Salem. Hey, yo, how's everybody doing? And I, for, for some reason, still in another country, Lauren Sperling. Hi, friends. What, what are you over there for again? Uh, beer, school. beer tourism? Oh, school. <laughs> Aren't we 30? Over there mean, it, it was beer tourism until we got moved back up a notch in the COVID safety nonsense. Yeah. Not nonsense. It's seriousness. I just mean <laughs> just the, the way it's being handled here. The madness, know, yeah. I didn't know we had a QAnon supporter in our fucking <laughs> podcast. Oh, gosh. Taylor, before I get too political, roll, roll me those sweet, smooth jams. <laughs> wooka, wooka. That was like the least political wicka wicka I've ever done, Joel. <laughs> I feel like hey, you sir. keep trying to spread these lies about me, Joel. <laughs> I didn't say I, I didn't say anything. Listen, listen, the truth of why Lauren is there is because we're actually gonna buy a pub, okay? It's, it's not false. <laughs> I am mere I am mere clicks away from buying a tracksuit on the internet, so <laughs> from, it could all come to fruition. A, a tracksuit from, from which movie, Joel? Uh, Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman, actually, Ooh. which Lauren yeah. just saw. So it's it's really all just coming together. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. It's and that, you know, you're just getting ready for the TV show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, look, we just did an episode. Uh, normally, we would wait a week. Uh, or five. I- anywhere. I was just going to say anywhere <laughs> from a week to five months. Uh, but Taylor finally fucking... I was about to say got off his ass, but he got on his ass and watched the rest of the boys season two. So we're just doing a boys season two review episode uh, because it was so good. And I'm sure you all loved it just as much as we did. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's been a more. while since we did just a review episode, anyway. So yeah, yeah we don't do many point five episodes, mm-hmm. uh, and here is one. Yeah, uh, is there any news to talk about before we do this? Or mm-hmm. I mean, we just you know we just podcasted, but not anything that's off the top of my head. I'll look and bring it up if we uh, if, if there's anything interesting. Yeah, we'll do like a breaking news. I'll, yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll see if I have the patience to add in some sort of breaking news. Oh well, music and post. The I, answer is probably no. <laughs> like the the new you know like a, yeah exactly. yeah the newsreel yeah exactly um so the one thing that we could definitely touch on a little bit is the lonely island instagram tease with bruce willis yeah. Yeah. we're literally waiting for that to drop like more information on that mm-hmm. i just watched today. it on my phone i didn't have it on a computer screen so it looks the three people that he like faces it doesn't look like the lonely island right they look too buff. <laughs> I mean, Sandberg's got some muscles sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, but he doesn't have like muscle. action star buff muscles. Like to it me, it looked like huge. Things called muscle suits and also CGI. So fake news <laughs> could go either way. Muscle fake suits. news. <laughs> Uh, um, true. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen I've seen all kinds of speculation as to a new uh, Bruce Willis driven. Uh, I was about to say Lonely Island movie, Die Hard movie. Uh, <laughs> I've heard uh, Bruce Willis coming to Brooklyn Nine Nine. I've Which heard that it's the holidays, so maybe they're just 
gearing up for Bruce Willis uh, <laughs> Christmas merch. I don't know, because everybody knows that Die Hard <laughs> is a Christmas movie. Except Bruce Willis. Well, yeah, yeah but he doesn't get a say because he's just wrong. Yeah, he's going um, to be cranky and like ask for his money he's, and then he's an set, like when he as soon as he possibly can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't know. What, what do you guys think it is? Um, I am I am leaning towards a new Die Hard film. I think I would prefer it to just be like a cool crossover with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, what do you guys think? You go first, Lauren. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's probably something along the lines of Brooklyn Nine-Nine tie-in or some kind of other spoofy tie-in situation because why would the Lonely Island be the ones to break the news of a new Bruce Willis Die Hard movie? Yeah. Unless they're producing it. Yeah. True. True. Um, which could which be would cool. Be, which would also be weird. Yeah. I mean, it would and it wouldn't. Because didn't they produce MacGruber? Yeah, but MacGruber is like a full-on slapstick comedy. Where yeah. No, I know. So, I know. But like, if you take MacGruber and then like Palm Springs, yeah. I feel like somewhere in there we can get to the Lonely Island. For the, I, can yeah. see, I, I can hard. see the poster now. MacGruber meets Palm Springs. Yeah. Die Hard 6. And you're like, what? That would be amazing. <laughs> so uh, I believe that uh, the MacGruber was directed by Yorma, um, yeah. but uh, yeah. I don't think they actually produced that. I, like, obviously they okay. were involved in the creatives, like, you know, it's pretty clear that those guys work very closely together, whether yeah. they're producing mm-hmm. or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I feel like it's definitely not um, a new Die Hard movie, or at least a legitimate Die Hard movie. Especially after the atrocity that was um, li- would like not free live free or to die, die Hard. No, it's a, a good day to Die Hard. Yeah, Jai, die, Jai Courtney, die hardest, come on, baby. Die Die Hardest, the hardest way to die. That's the <laughs> yep. <laughs> Die last, hard, die last. hard six, die even harder. <laughs> um, die the hardest you've ever died before. <laughs> um, what do you call it? Uh, so I don't think it's like a legit, you know, sequel to 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 that. What I imagine is there's a good possibility it's the Brooklyn Nine Nine thing. That seems like the highest sort of percentage. But for me, what I took away from this is like I would love to see essentially something of like a parody of Die Hard with Bruce Willis, a la. That'd, that'd um, be great. A la, like what they did with um, Bash Brothers or something like it's like a short form yeah. project, you know what I mean? Because I, I just don't see how you could um, hide something like that and have it be like a major release, essentially. So yeah. um, so that's my two cents. I, I, I'm interested. I'm in. You know what I mean? Like I told you guys when we when we first saw this is basically like at this point, the Lonely Island like has essentially, um, you know, They've I I I trust in their proven abilities. Themselves. Yeah, they've proven themselves at this they point. They can do whatever and the fuck they want. Especially after um especially after Palm Springs, it's like yeah, okay, like prove me wrong. You know what I mean? Prove me wrong and, and I'll be a hater. But until then, um <laughs> I'm in for everything that they make. Absolutely the same. Yeah. Um whatever I've it is. Been I'll watch Team it. Lonely Island for a very long time. Absolutely. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um so the in other news, there's some other stuff I found. Um, one of them is that Adam McKay is making a new movie. Um, I think I sent you guys this. The cast is pretty incredible. Oh, um, yeah. And it's, I'm pulling it up right now, Leo DiCaprio, Meryl Streep, Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> um, and the film is called Don't Look Up. Um, we also got Jonah Hill, T- Timothy Chalamet, um, you know, a bunch Timothee of... Timothee Chalamet. Timothee. Um, Kate... <laughs> 
Blanchett, uh, Rob Morgan. So you know this Kate is Blanchet. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's let's see. Um, yeah. And so Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi, which weird, wow. who weirdly enough is having like a, a film career now after being in Bill and Ted as well. Um, mm. Matthew Perry. So like this is really interesting. And basically, um, the the movie is uh, centered around. Uh, this is via Hollywood Reporter. Uh, two low-level scientists who, upon discovering that a meteor will strike the Earth in six months, go on a media tour to try and warn the world, but find an unreceptive and unbelieving populace. So it's very huh. much about it's very much about this idea of you know what we're dealing with today in terms of you know fake news and information and and you know even COVID nineteen to a certain respect. Like there's this whole subset of people who are basically uh, truthers in a certain respect, you know, and the, the meteor's whole, fake. Yeah, exactly. It's a, the the left liberal media is is biased and unresponsive to our goals. You know this kind of shit. So I think it's it's could be it could be a really interesting like analogy and metaphor for for that sort of thing. Well, also like I don't know if you guys saw Vice, but like that that movie was was pretty great. And it's basically the about Dick Cheney one. Yeah, and it's basically about all the problems of you know the Bush administration and Cheney's policies in general. But it's like. It's like very heightened, you know what I mean? It's very heightened and very cinematic. And, and also, you know, there's bits of comedy in there. Like, there's literally one scene in Vice where it's like Cheney, um, let's see who else, Rumsfeld. And like, there's like a bunch of people, right? And this waiter comes up and they're, he's like, oh, you know, what would you like to have? And, and basically, he's talking about like all the war atrocities and, and, and all the stuff that they're doing. And they're sort of ordering it like it's like food and they're sort of like giggling and laughing about it. <laughs> so it's like scenes like that that really make me excited about the potential of what this idea is. So I'm really excited for it. And, and to be honest, it's kind of crazy that he's able to get all those people together in, in a time like this with the pandemic and everything. So yeah, we'll see, man. you know. It's um, interesting. Yeah. I, if, seriously, though, you guys need to check that movie out. It's um, It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's been on my list. Yeah. Are you I talking about Vice? Yeah, I yeah. believe it's um, I believe it's on Hulu. Is the last time I checked, it was. On oh Hulu, so. shoot. Okay. Well, um, I'll figure it away. Yeah, there's, there's, there, there are ways. There are ways. Um, uh, one piece of news that I saw was the whole Static Shock thing had been a rumor mm, for quite a long time. Yeah. We didn't know if it was going to be a movie or a TV yeah. show, mm-hmm. and it looks like Michael B. Jordan is going to produce a yes. movie. Of Static Shack for Warner Brothers. Yep, I'm yeah. all I'm all in for that. Is it? Do we know if it's animated or live action? Oh, I'm assuming it's going to be live action, but I haven't. I would uh, hope it's live action. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't read the. Um, I didn't read the article. Um, I didn't, yeah, when I saw it. Uh, we still, we pay attention. Yeah, well, I mean, normally <laughs> I do, but you know, it's uh, Our there's, on the there's pulse. been there's been a lot of distractions um, in the last couple of weeks. Let's just put it that way. You know, with with the election coming up and all these different things, um, it's been really hard to <laughs> to focus on on the things that we normally focus on. Um, but nevertheless, I mean, I think a, a Static Shock movie is great. It's a character that's not really been utilized in the way that he could be utilized in terms of, like, franchises and all these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I, my, my, I'm, my curiosity is, like, is Michael B. Jordan actually going to play Static Shock or is he just going to kind of mm-hmm. remain behind the scenes as, as a producer? I would say that he's too old to do so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I sense. feel like he's probably producing it to yeah. open a door for someone else that would that would make sense yeah. oh i forget that that character is like fairly young um yeah. he's supposed to be in high school right yeah i thought so 
Man, I haven't seen that show in so long. I think that show it's a great show. Pr- probably about 20, 20 years ago at this point, it feels yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Very long time. It was like Saturday morning cartoon shit, mm-hmm. so that was yeah. a long time ago. Absolutely. Nice. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then uh, I guess finally, like another big piece of news, which honestly I don't really care too much about, but I know you guys have opinions on, um, Dexter is getting a reboot or re. No, it's just a next season, right? Or like like a a a limited series. A revival. Yeah, is what I was thinking. Um, On Showtime. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Lauren, would you like to go first? Sure. I mean, I feel like I uh, should give Dexter another shot now that I'm older. Um, I remember being very excited for that show when I first heard the ads on the radio. (laughs) That's how I first heard about Dexter. Wow. Um, and it sounded awesome. And then I watched the first episode or two and it was different than what I expected based on that. And so I stopped watching it. Um, but I've heard great things. I've known people who worked on the show and I know people who love the show. So it's a great I think it's show. cool that for them, it's coming back. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I won't be watching this unless I watch the rest of it. Gotcha. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I know that... Um the final season of the show is, is, was fairly controversial in terms of polarizing, you know, the, the viewers. Um, it's honestly, I haven't really, I can't really think of a show that's been like more controversial. You know, it's something that comes to mind is like lost. You know what I mean? With the ending of that. I was just going to say, <laughs> but, Rachel listens to this podcast and she's yeah. going to murder us. But, well, yeah. like Lost, lost. obviously, like the, the Sopranos too, you know what I mean? That ending was yeah. controversial, but I actually think that that, that, that that ending is like right for the show. Um, this, on, on on the other hand, is 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 a little bit different. So it's, you know, it's a lot of the reaction online was was very much split in that respect too, Lauren, where it's like some people are like, cool, like this is an opportunity to essentially like make up for, you know, the mistakes of the final season. And then there are those other people who are like, what the fuck? You know, like, why is, why is this even happening? You know what I mean? He gets into a boat and he drives into a fucking hurricane. Like, is that literally the ending? Spoilers. Yes. Oh, that's well, pretty I mean, bad. But he, he comes back, so the spoilers are already that he's yeah. fucking alive. I mean, I don't I don't have any context for that show. I've, I've watched like two episodes of that show. So, but that sounds pretty, um, it was Pretty just ridiculous. the weirdest ending of any fucking show ever. And I was like, yeah. I hate this. I hate this a yeah. lot. So, yes, I am excited that it's back to fix the mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you guys have anything else, but we should probably move on to, um, to the, to yeah, the main Yeah, we'll move on to the boys' season two review. I will say about Dexter, it gave us one of the best lines of all time. Surprise, motherfucker. Oh, that's very, very true, dude. And it's funny. I I saw that the news came out, and then like immediately after that, someone posted that that video, and they're like, "Oh, this is making a comeback." And I was like, "Yep, <laughs> yep, it sure is." <laughs> it's a great, it's a great video. Yep. Rude dies, motherfucker. Spoilers. Free, some fries, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> four four eyes, I think, is one of them. <laughs> I can't remember. Okay, guys. Uh, I wrote down. Uh, Rotten Tomato critic score for The Boys Season 2, 92%. Audience wow. score, 79%. Whoa. The, critic, the critics liked it more than the audience this time around. But I'm one of those audience members. And I think I agree with the critics on this one. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I mean, I, it doesn't surprise me, though. You mean in just in terms of the content of the show? Yeah. Yeah. 
I can I can agree with you on that one because that was going to be my thought. Is like you know this is definitely I don't want to say it's polarizing, but it's definitely like in your face. You know what I mean? And if somebody isn't into that sort of um, approach, I could see why someone might be turned off by that. Not me, well, of yeah. course, but half of our country right now are fascist apologists, apparently. And the next thing I wrote down was. Uh, a quote from Stormfront, which is, people love what I have to say. They just don't like the word Nazi. Yep. yep. Uh, true. I feel like a lot of people didn't like being called out yeah. on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I think that, um, I think that, you know, there's something to be said for um, this kind of idea of like, I, and I, I don't think it's like that people are stupid, Joel. I think that it's a lot of people, well, they are stupid, right? But I think it's that, they're like more so than anything, they're sheep, right? A lot of these mm-hmm. these like these people that we're talking about, and I don't even really want to get into Taylor, all right and, term and this for that. And that. If you, sheep and people, sheeple, sheeple, whatever. But but they're sheep, you know what I mean? And and yeah. and yes, they're like people out there who legitimately like have those beliefs. But I feel like a lot of those people have like either been conned or duped into sharing those beliefs. Like, and, and it's like this, this idea of like, what is like your, your moral center, your ethics, right? Like these ideas that we can still retain those beliefs that we have without actually like thinking that we're on the wrong side of history or that we're not doing the right thing. And I think yeah. it's that that's like sort of clouded certain people's judgment or mentality on on those certain issues. Um, I know that's probably like way deeper than like <laughs> we needed to go into, but <laughs> but I do think that that's like something that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean this this season overall for me. So a little bit of context: I reviewed The Boys season one for, when I was writing for Superhero Hype, and I basically I called it a generational superhero satire, like. I mean, there there is with that. so yeah. much about this show that is revolutionary and game changing and um, just amazing. You know what I mean? Just the execution alone is 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 incredible. Um, I gave that first season a four and a half out of five. In retrospect, I probably should have given it a perfect score because I do. Looking back on it, especially wow. after this season, I do think the first season is stronger as a whole. But I think what's really great about this season is it really loops all those things back in. And, you know, obviously I can get into my issues with the season, even though they're not really issues. They're more like nitpicks or personal preferences yeah. than anything else. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this show is is incredible. It's again, it has certain this season in particular feels a little bit overstuffed um, in terms of it trying to do way, way more than than the first season did. And I think that's one of its downfalls. But. I think with that said, the result of that is, you know, all these really interesting ideas, really interesting characters, taking those characters in different new directions that really challenge them and push them um, in, 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 in interesting ways. So I really, um, yeah, I really loved it, although I didn't love it as much as the first season. Interesting. I actually preferred this season more. Um, you could you could just you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of reasons why if I really thought about it, but I think if you just boil it down to uh, uh, we beat up Nazis and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I like it more. Totally. This is a better and, season. Dude, totally. And I can I can definitely like concur with that. Yeah, I think that um, I really enjoyed that kind of the beginning of the season. I, I don't I don't really want to call it a red herring, but it's like 
they start to focus on like the soup terrorists and that's kind of like mm-hmm. you know like i think we're led to believe in the first few issue uh first few episodes that that's kind of like the main problem mm-hmm. uh for the season and then it turns out that like you know the new we're just going to go into spoilers everybody uh the new superhero on the seven Stormfront, is actually like uh the evil person right so yeah. it's it it like really is about that like and eric kripke said he was going to be tackling like white nationalism in this season and mm-hmm. so like you 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 start the season thinking it's about like you know the immigrants you know like the soup terrorists who are infiltrating uh the country when in reality it's all a manufactured plot by the government and then stormfront and, and the white too. girl you know and, and Vought. Vought. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and then like the people trying to protect you are in fact uh the bad guy yeah um well it's funny because that's almost reminiscent of like what happened in 2016 right like the election and all that stuff like trump sort of ran on this platform of like immigration you know and and put america first and all that bullshit and eventually what happened what we learned is that you know there's far more sinister um elements working at play there you know and and i think the show did a really nice job of sort of summarizing that in a couple episodes basically yeah oh absolutely Lauren, yeah. which did you prefer season one or two? Um, I think season two, um, yeah. maybe because it's freshest in my mind. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think I, I, I do think it was season two, though, just because I liked digging deeper into a lot of the characters, learning yeah. more about them and their backstories and yeah. their, you know, their arcs and whatnot. Um and yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, Tyler, about kind of stuffing a lot into one season, but mm-hmm. I do feel like, unless I'm missing something, it all still tied into the, you know, overarching story in some way. It was oh, yeah, all yeah. all relevant and mm-hmm. either for this season or kind of building into next season Yeah, as well. Totally. Yeah. Um, and, and I definitely agree with that for sure. Uh, but especially in regards to like the female characters, um, I really loved seeing them get to do more and especially like Kamiko finally seeing her fight and kick ass. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, even all the ladies when they come together at the end and Stormfront even like she's awful. She's terrible. But seeing that progression for Aya Cash and, you know, I think I've said it before. I really like how um, Crip. Kripke has taken several male characters from the books now and made them female mm-hmm. for yeah. the show. Yep. Um, and I think it's cool to see see those, you know, kind of stereotypes uh, or potential stereotypes flipped on their head by putting females in those roles. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, you know, to even double down on that, I think like putting the, the I feel like the female characters have really the most compelling arcs in the show in a, in a lot of ways you know what i mean um starlight you know what i mean mave mave's yeah. arc was really compelling this season yeah. i felt like where last season she was a little bit of a like background player almost even you know obviously yeah. she's prominent but we don't really dig into her uh character in the way that this season does so i, I definitely agree with that and to yeah uh, go ahead joel sorry i was just yeah like uh the i guess we'll we can get to it like later because it is like the very end of the fucking season. Yeah. But like the big female team up at the end felt a lot more natural to me than say like in Avengers Endgame uh-huh. when they like yeah. literally yeah. 
for no reason they're mm-hmm. like girl power and yeah. you're like i mean I, yes but also like no <laughs> like, and, what, like was and, it earned was it earned yeah <laughs> like know? and not at all and in this season it all came from a place of like like mave dealing with shit with like her girlfriend and homelander and mm-hmm. the fallout from the plane incident and like starlight obviously having to protect her weak boyfriend like you know like that team up made a lot more fucking sense and kamiko had been going through all the shit with her brother since the beginning and like yeah. just the fight at that like that ending fight made i a lot more sense than any like female marvel team up that we were yeah forced to watch absolutely and I, and and just to jump back on your point lauren that the, the point you made about um not it, it not necessarily feel like it like my point about being overstuffed and you said well everything's there like i do agree with that but I feel like in particular, like the eighth episode was the thing where it's like, OK, we're kind of just like running through a lot of these like storylines and a lot of these beats a little bit too quickly. So for me, it was one of those things where it's like I, the, the beats are definitely all there. Um, I just felt like we could have spent a little bit more time with these characters. Maybe even one extra episode like would have solved sure, that yeah, or yeah. or maybe even adding like, you know, five or ten minutes to each of, you know, some of the the, the final episodes, whatever that may be. Um, you know, I think that was really my, and again, I don't want to call it an issue, but that was like my big nitpick, um, about that is I just, I just wanted the, like, and we can get into it. I wanted the situation, especially with Homelander's son to like, it just felt like they really, really rushed through that, especially in the final episode. Um, I, I will agree with you on that. You know what I I mean? It, when I realized that it was going to be the final episode last week, um, (laughs) I was kind of like, really? Don't we have a lot to do? Yeah. (laughs) Totally. And that's there's at least one more. Absolutely. So. And and I will say I though, like that. yeah, with with that said, I think that the one of the best things about this show is that this show really, really understands like the economics of storytelling, right? Like especially yeah. in, in the T V era, there's so many shows that like are just I don't want to say they're overstuffed, but they have a lot of unnecessary shit. Filler, you know what I mean? The connective tissue. Like this yep. this show is really smart in the sense that like Yes, there's a lot of plot, but it treats it treats the audience like respectfully in terms of like not spoon like there's not a scene to like spoon feed all this stuff to you. Like the 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 way that the they jump in and out from each scene, you know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of stuff that's happening that we never see on screen. And you know, yeah. these are basic like filmmaking, storytelling, visual storytelling ideas, but it's kind of funny how so many shows like don't necessarily like adhere to those things right and i think for me that's what really makes this feel it's it it feels cinematic you know what i mean even though it's a tv show like feels like we're really watching an eight-hour movie here you know definitely um and i think that structure and the writing like really helps to sell that idea yeah absolutely yeah yeah i love my television to just be long films you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yep um Always why I'm a big proponent of making the next X-Men franchise a television show mm-hmm. versus yep. yeah. a movie. Exactly. It'll never happen, but... I mean, um, weirder things have happened. I mean, we're getting <laughs> WandaVision, dude, so anything can happen at this point. That's that is true. That is very true. Like, if you would have told someone 10 years ago, yo, we're going to get this, like, weird, like, 50s sitcom, leave it to Beaver style, like, show with with Vision and Scarlet Witch, they'd be like, you're fucking crazy. That's yeah. <laughs> on enough. on a Disney streaming service too. You know what I yeah. mean? Like right. Um but yeah, no, yeah. it's I think that um like I was saying earlier, the the red herring about Kamiko's brother, it, it um I think the first big surprise we get is like Stormfront's like brutality, right? Like the whole like, oh the brother, he's a soup. It's like, okay, 
uh, it's we need some more out of that. And then we get that with Stormfront. She's chasing mm-hmm. after him, right? She ends up murdering him mm-hmm. in front of Kamiko. But you really see the brutality before that, right before that, when she walks through the home of like an African-American family and for no reason whatsoever, just murders them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. oh, dude, why? Interesting. Yeah. Why and would she do that? There's some shocking shit, especially like that. I don't know if you guys remember that one shot in that scene where it's like the, the building and you just see like the, 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 the damage from the outside. And like, you know, you have yeah. that feeling of dread, like, you know that people are getting fucked up inside of there. And like, yeah. I think that scene in particular, and there's another scene too with, with Homelander um, where he, where he shows up at the, um, at the protest and yeah, he has yeah. that yeah. sort of like, it's almost like, um, it's not like quite a dream, but it's like a, a daydream. It's a daydream. Uh, and, and yeah. it's stuff like that where everybody, dude, I was shocked yeah. when I saw that. I think for me, that I might've real. I me thought too. it was real too. I was like, Oh my God. Like they totally went there. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's a big tease for what we're going to see in season three, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the way that, that the show like uses those shocking moments to really emphasize like sort of the 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 reality of of this world you know what i mean and and how that correlates to like what we're going through right now yeah Um, i mean the daydream worked for me because i like i i fully believe that homelander was like at a breaking point that he would just like lose his shit straight up and and i i I believe it for a second and then they cut back to and i was like oh fuck like part of me is (laughs) part of me is happy that they didn't do that but part of me is also sad that they didn't do that because it's just so shocking and like whoa you know um um I thought they did a great job with that Stormfront build mm-hmm. um, because, to be honest, when I was watching her chase Kimiko's brother, I wasn't quite registering all the damage that she was doing mm-hmm. leading up to that. It, like, took a minute for it to sink in and be like, oh, my gosh, wait, what is she, what is she doing? Yeah. And yeah. then she gets him and her line about, you know, I like to see the the light go out and you're Mm -hmm. like oh my god she is a monster (laughs) yeah yeah which is so crazy because she's so charismatic you know what i mean the way that the show was able to pull that off where where it's almost like you're rooting for her in that moment to a certain respect you know what i mean like you're rooting for her up to that moment and then you're just like oh my god like you said like what the fuck are we watching you know (laughs) um in in a good way like not like oh my god this is terrible um yeah yeah. it's just you know a a flip that you don't necessarily expect which is how it should be yeah yeah and i believe that was episode three right or was that episode four that was kind of like a turning point i think that was three yeah three it may have been within the first batch of released episodes um yeah and the Uh, biggest surprise about her that's about her in 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 the season is that she's not just like she's not just a nazi in the sense that like you know she's like a white nationalist and like you know believes in these ideologies she's a literal nazi Mm-hmm. Uh, Compound V has made her ageless. Mm-hmm. She is literally yeah. from years old. the forties, and yeah. she's a Nazi. Well, and what's really interesting too, and and I, I wish they would have gone into this a little bit more, um, especially considering how Stormfront's fate sort of ends up in in the in the final episode. I wish that they would have gone into a little bit more about how she was essentially like the first soup. You know what I mean? In right. a lot of ways, like the first person who took the, the compound V. And- well, that's going to be Soldier Boy next season, yeah. I think, is oh, the actual first suit. Really? But she was one of the first. Okay, that's, she was yeah. married to Vought. Yeah, that because yeah. that's the way the show made it seem like she was the first one. But if that's not the case, then I, I could see that how it's like she was like sort of part of that first group. Yeah. Um, 
I think what I think is actually really most interesting is 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 the Stormfront on her own is a, a fascinating character, but when you pair her with Homelander, like that, I, for me, that was magic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, I think it goes, like I mentioned on the last episode after I'd watched the, you know, I've gotten basically to the midpoint. Um, so, you know, I talked about this idea of like how Homelander and Stormfront are very much like two sides of the same coin. You know yep. what I mean? Like they both have like these different ideals and different goals in a lot of respects. But they also like are so similar that it's kind of if you really don't look into it, you, you it's it's hard to it, it, they're indistinguishable. You know what I mean? Um, and I just found I just found that that aspect really really fascinating. Whereas like home like Homelander is more you know obviously more selfish person. Like he is interested in like furthering his own self beliefs, his own sort of interpretation of himself. Whereas Stormfront is, again, you know, like this literal Nazi and she's more about the ideology as opposed to like the actual truth of like what that will get you in that particular moment with Homelander. So I just thought that that was like a perfect balance for both of those two characters. And then, you know, obviously the crazy things that happen with them that that I don't think any of us expected. Like, like what what happens when superheroes fuck? Like, I mean, that's. Yeah. Well, that's an when interesting. Fucking and they crushed that dude's head. It was it's, like, yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm sure plenty of people have 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 asked it before, but the having the balls to actually explore it um, is another thing entirely. That's something the I... boys does is has the balls. <laughs> yep, that's true. Um, I just thought it was also fun to kind of see uh, Stormfront unravel Homelander. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah. yeah all of his weaknesses just pushed mm-hmm. all of his buttons yeah and yeah that was that was fun to watch him kind of get dismantled well it's, yeah. it's very it's very telling about homelander as a person and as a character yeah. you know that she's yeah. able to essentially like manipulate him that easily when he's been kind of the mastermind behind the seven all this time until yeah. now and you know all the things he did with the plane and mave and mm-hmm. yada 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 um yeah. To, to find someone to to finally get to him was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I It's like, I think it's, and I, I Kripke said he was going to really make it kind of about what America's going through right now this season. And I really do think it's just like, once you, once you find someone else who's okay with how evil you are, um, it normalizes you can just, it. You can just be your true self. And mm-hmm. while, while everybody in the seven last season wasn't a perfect person, you know, like the deep's a rapist, you know, yeah. like, um the fucking a train's like a, a drug addict right it's like nobody's perfect but yeah. no one was fucking homelander evil yeah mm-hmm. and now that he found someone who is okay with his evilness mm-hmm. um he doesn't have to hide it anymore yeah. and mm-hmm. once you don't have to hide it anymore like you it just it just unravels if mm-hmm. you don't have to hide it then it's just a fucking it's just a spiral yeah and, of, and it normalizes it too you know what i mean it's yeah. the same thing that's happening with the alt-right in this country right now like that is becoming yeah. normalized even though it's like this radical ideology you know what i mean um and that's why i think the show it gets it gets really brilliant in between you know, the, the characterization of those two characters and how they essentially use each other as like lightning rods in a certain respect and you know that obviously obviously plays out differently for both of them because i think that the selfishness of homelander is ultimately like the reason why he's still around um, to a certain respect, like obviously he's like a god and all that stuff. But uh, for me, I think the most interesting thing—I I think I really like Stormfront, but 
I think that the the most interesting arc for me moving forward is like, okay, what's going to happen to Homelander now? Because he's kind of been defeated, right? And and he's essentially going into season three like neutered, n- neutered <laughs> to a certain respect. And he's also going to have a vendetta. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. he's he's a he's a very cynical, uh, maniacal, crass person who's only yeah. like really invested in himself. Um, and yeah, so I, for me, what I would love to see the show do is even maybe jump forward in time a little bit, you know what I mean? Like do a year or two. And then what I would love to see is to see this third season follow Homelander prime. Cause he hasn't really been a main character. Like he is the primary antagonist, but he's also like really a supporting character. You know what I mean? Um, and I would really love to see the show like go all in, especially with where they leave him in season two and really delve into like the psyche of Homelander for the third season and like how all this stuff is going to play out because you know that he's just like a, a powder keg waiting to explode. You know what I mean? And luckily this season the fuse was put out, but next season like <laughs> it's it's all starting over again, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the issue with that is I like the way they're really going to go with it is like the way that season 2 ended is kind of how the comic book like starts, mm-hmm. which is like now they're like a government team. Mhm to like keep tabs on the soups whereas like beforehand it was just like billy butcher had a vendetta and he had like his own boys Mm -hmm. you know to kind of like to to just kill homelander because that that was the only like purpose he had in life but now it's like with uh not still well who who is the fucking anyway the 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 old lady (laughs) um that's so mean to say but it's factually correct uh she kind of like she kind of like takes them at the end and she like offers him that job, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, now there is that government team that yeah. the comic books were really about. So yeah, uh, I think it would be interesting to follow Homelander, but I think it really is going to be now a show about like uh, keeping soups in check. Um, oh, absolutely. And, and, and I'm not saying they should make him like the main character, yeah. but like put more, a little bit more of a focus on him. Um, you know what I mean? As opposed to some of like the, some of the like lesser known soups are like the sort of uh, the, the the episode players that come in, like Lamplighter, for instance, who's mm-hmm. like in there for a couple episodes and he's out. You know what I mean? By the way, I think that moment was pretty shocking too. His ultimate yeah. fate. I kind of yeah. had a, once he once he walks into the 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 sort of headquarters area and he's like they removed the statue like you know something like is up but until that point like i had no idea what was happening oh my god i did not yeah. either yeah and Same. it's 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 again it's one of those things where it's like man they just crypt keeper just really knows how to pull the rug out from under you you know what i mean yeah i definitely thought he was there for like selfish reasons once he like thought about the statue and he was like complaining mm-hmm. But nowhere in my brain did I think he was just going to fucking kill himself. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought he was there for revenge or, you know, like a media stunt or something. I knew yeah. he was there for selfish purposes. But to set himself on fire, I was mm-hmm. like, first, I but, thought he was going to like turn in Huey. Yeah. Yeah. I like, also was yeah. shocked that he he's not immune to fire. He can just mm-hmm. control fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. generally, if you have fire powers, you, you, yeah. like, like Johnny the, Storm. Like the human torch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you like fire can't hurt you mm-hmm. but uh, not the case for lamplighter yeah. well because i guess he's not producing the fire he can just yeah but if he's you just can control the fu- yeah, yeah, yeah 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 weird man yeah. uh uh sean ashmore though mwah, yeah. killed it yep. uh, yeah. i sent you guys a text uh if you ever if you've ever wanted to see ice man say the word cuck <laughs> you are. Yep. Um, you are in for a treat. <laughs> I will I will say that, you know, I definitely loved everything they did with Lamplighter and it wasn't necessarily like 
I, I, I just feel like this is one of those scenarios where it's like, I would have loved to spend just a little bit more time with that character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just get to know him oh, a little bit more. Um, and again, goes back to that idea, like if we had had an extra episode or two, um, I think that we, they, they would have been able to pull that off. But nevertheless, like still super effective. Um, I mean, I think they humanized him. They, they did a good job humanizing him where it's like he's definitely a puppet of Vought. But at the same time, like, you know, he obviously has um, these ethical, moral quandaries that he's dealing with, you know. Um, and again, that's what makes the, the, the show and these characters interesting. Yeah, I found it cool to see like kind of what Vought does with superheroes once they're no longer part of the seven like we got to see a yeah. little bit of it with the deep yeah but like we had heard about other people and you're like man what are they like where are like do they yeah. kill them you know yeah. and then it's like it turns out like lamplighter was fucking working at a mental institution like mm-hmm. basically forced to burn the remains of like yeah fucking burned test subjects failed experiments yeah. yeah it was yeah. fucking brutal man yeah so let's let's talk about the deep for a second because I thought the deep actually had like one of the more interesting arcs and this is what yeah. I was going to about the storytelling right like we don't see every beat of his story in the season like obviously because he's a he's a as far as I'm concerned he's a tertiary character you know yeah mm-hmm. um but what again it's a perfect example of like showing that progression of of how like you know it's it, you have the scene where he's like talking to the to the Scientology people and then there's like the arrow. What was his name? Like the arrow <laughs> knockoff, which I thought was hilarious. Oh God, yeah. Um, and well, I love that he's like he like becomes friends with them, and then at the very end, when they're like, "Oh, he's a bad, bad man," and the deep's like, "Yeah, never, never liked him." Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny because it's totally in line with that character. Like the deep will just do like whatever it takes to like make himself look better. Yeah. Um, that yeah. public image, you know what I mean? And. Like also uh, total sidebar tangent, but like, can we just give props to the whale? Because like, obviously we've talked about this, but <laughs> just, just just the fact that they pulled that off and they did it like mostly practically is kind of yeah. insane. Um, and also hilarious, like the moment when he's like standing on the whale, you know, and the water's spewing out of the what did I call it last time, Lauren? About the blowhole. Um, yeah. You know, I just, I, yeah, I just, it's it's hilarious. Like everything about the deep storyline is freaking hilarious to me, right? Um, he was definitely one of my least favorite characters in the first season. And then this season, like every time it cut to him, I was like, oh, this is so yes. good. It's going to be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but his arc in particular is kind of what I was talking about in terms of like, like they don't li- like literally have all those beats, but like, you know what his story is and it's smart storytelling, right? Like it's not, it's yeah. not going from A to B to C. It's going from A to C to E to, you know, M or, you know, whatever. So it's like I find that very effective and really interesting. And also this idea of the deep not necessarily being duped by like a Scientology-esque cult, but like in certain ways, like being complicit in it, because ultimately, like I said, it's going to further his uh, position or his goal of like trying to get back into the seven. Which I think is really funny that like when so when a train gets fired obviously you know like he knows he's getting slower he's got the heart problem like it, it, it is a really big hit to him but then i think it's fu- i think it's hilarious that the deep tries to recruit him for the church yeah. and he's like kind of skeptical about it the whole time like if a friend tried to recruit you you'd be like what the fuck is wrong mm-hmm. with you but then yeah. in the end it's the church that actually gets a train back into the seven and mm-hmm. not the deep and it's like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yikes, bro. Yeah, and it's it's definitely it's de- it's definitely that storyline in particular is very very cynical. You know what I mean in terms of the ending and everything that the, the deep has gone through at this point. Uh, but I also think that's what makes it hilarious. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you said that he didn't necessarily get duped, but honestly, I feel like he did get duped by the church or whatever it's called. Um, And A-Train knew how to play that game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He and saw through it, so he could manipulate it yeah. for his gain. Absolutely. I mean, I think the deep, I think the deep, at, at on a certain level, was also trying to play the church. Yes, he's just he's yes. the church is smarter than he is exactly, yes. and that's yes. what that's yes. what I mean yes. by duped. Yeah, yeah. Like he yeah. thought he was playing them, but like he's mm-hmm. the one that got married. He's right. the one that you know. What I mean, like right. Yeah. And he I, was I, there, like I'm going to use them to get back into the seven, and the church was like. <laughs> Nah. It's so yeah. funny. This this show is such a freaking indictment of our institutions in a certain respect, right? Like the the idea that, that the deep gets married like just to improve his like to a woman that he absolutely pretty much hates um, yeah. or has no like connection to, and he does that like just to improve his PR image. Well, you he know? finds like, the girl that he likes, and he's like, "I'm gonna marry that one," and the church is like, "No, you're yeah, gonna marry that one." Exactly. And he's like, yeah. But she's hot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. And I, I will admit the reaction is perfect too for him. And he's like, but, 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 like he's almost like a child, you know, and he like yeah. doesn't know how to respond and he just like does it because they tell him to do it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I love that storyline this season. It's definitely it's one really of my good. favorites. Yeah. I, I want to, because, because we couldn't really talk about it uh, on the last podcast because you hadn't seen it yet, Taylor. I was saying that like yeah. everybody kind of has like something that they have to answer to. Yeah this season and mm-hmm. i thought it was really cool to see like frenchie's relationship with lamplighter right like mm-hmm. the backs man the backstories are just so mm-hmm. rich and great and that the fact that like frenchie you know has kind of been a part of this team for a very long time and he was tasked with originally like tailing lamplighter mm-hmm. you know he does something selfishly he lo- loses you know sight of him well he, he doesn't really even just lose sight of him he just fucking bails on the job yeah and Lamplighter ends up killing uh, two children of their boss. You know what I mean? And it's like mm-hmm. he has to answer for that this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Lamplighter is dealing with that from this fucking season as well. The Deep is answering for his problems. You know, it's like everybody has something that they have to yeah. Yeah. face this season. As we said before, except for maybe Mother's Milk. But like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. actions have that. consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, yeah, definitely. And and I really liked Frenchie's arc as well. Um, yeah. In, in this season, especially with Kimiko and all that stuff. Like, I just thought mm-hmm. that, that that relationship is just for for a show that's like so cynical and so dark. Like that was a really sweet like arc to have those characters go on. You know what I mean? It gives you a little bit of hope, a little bit of light um, throughout the darkness. So I really yeah. enjoyed Frenchie's arc um, this season as well. We got to see Black Noir mm-hmm. f- be kind of a badass. Um, that fight scene at Butcher's mother's house was just like his aunt. Oh, his yeah. Okay, yeah. is he is he more powerful than Homelander? It was like it just you know like he's so secretive. Like is like his yeah. power is just like I'm invincible. Like that seems to be <laughs> his his power. Uh, right? Yeah. yeah uh, until we find out his one his one weakness. Yeah. <laughs> um I I don't want to say too much because I know what the comics do with the character um and it's definitely if they follow that same path it's definitely going to be a massive massive reveal. So I don't want to mm. spoil it for anybody who's not aware but I think that there's a good chance that he is as powerful or even more powerful powerful than Homelander. 
That's what it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like, as Lauren said, we don't have to be coy on here. It's a, it's a spoiler cast. Well, He's kicking ass the entire season and then he gets bested by an almond joy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Queen Maeve yep. forces an almond joy into his mouth because mm-hmm. apparently he's allergic to nuts. Yeah. And then good stuff. kicks his EpiPen away. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would, I, I don't think he's dead, but yeah, no. it was. No, no I think it was just to dead. like, delay the yeah the suffering or prolong the, the suffering that he was beat by a candy bar you know yeah. it's like yeah that's another great thing that the show does it's like what's gonna stop this unstoppable force in almond joy yeah, well, exactly. and they, like they they foreshadowed it too they did yeah. like the almond joy comes up multiple times and you're like what the fuck like are is almond joy a sponsor what is yeah. going on yeah people are eating it like Some someone placement. offered it to him yeah ah. when he's trying to get the um surveillance on butcher, yeah, yeah, yeah she offered him an almond joy um that's funny well yeah. that's, that's good storytelling i didn't catch that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fucking cool mm-hmm. yeah it was great um, I don't know if there's much else to talk about, except I saved this kind of specifically for the end. So I'm glad neither of you guys have brought it up yet. Um, I have I one t- thing then if you oh, want to yeah, end on cool. that. Great. Yeah, I yeah. think my only um, the only thing I would say I was kind of disappointed in this season was um, Butcher's uh, the bit of Butcher's backstory that we got, um, like with his dad and, and whatnot. It didn't feel as uh, developed, I guess. Yeah. as kind of everyone else's and and didn't seem to quite tie in as well you didn't like his conversation with the well. steward of gondor um. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's the first thing i thought <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I definitely agree with you that felt kind of a little bit like shoehorned into there you know what i mean yeah i mean yeah. it was just kind of such a weak like like i mean he has such more interesting characteristics to him and the way they kind of tried to go about it was like you're the tough guy who feels bad for not protecting his younger brother. And it's like, that's of all the things the show does have like subverting tropes. Like that was so fucking tropey. It was like yeah. the tough guy with the heart of gold for his brother. Who's a pussy. Like you're like, like, <laughs> yeah, totally. And, and I think I actually kind of feel a little bit the same way about, about Huey, um, his arc in this. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it's not that it's bad. I just felt kind of similar to like what he went through last season. Like, Mm-hmm. Yes, the characters evolve, but I don't think he's really evolved in the way that a lot of the other characters have evolved. And so I, I felt like Huey's arc was a little bit, um, I don't even want to say underwhelming, like just not not refreshing, not interesting in, in yeah. the way that the other ones are. We'll talk about it at the very end, but I think that it's, it was more of like a stepping stone to like his next arc, yes. which I know is yes. like yes. kind of a weak point because like you should be doing arcs for everybody each season. Yeah. But like knowing he's going to have a third mm-hmm. season, I think the way he ends at the end of the season is kind of like, you know, it's just like a longer arc for him yeah. as opposed to like him having a full one this season. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, the- I think this was more about seeing his his journey down. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that he can go back up again. Absolutely. And I think ultimately, like, the series arc for Huey is seeing him become a leader. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's there's no doubt right. that in my mind that that's what they're working to. And, you know, obviously you have those those ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys in terms of that storytelling to get to that. Um, I just felt like that, you know, out of all the arcs this season, like, that one was kind of the most lackluster. Um, and again, that's not to say it's bad. It's just, like, everything else is just so outstanding that, you know, that kind of stuck out to me a little bit, so. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think that, uh, I don't know, it's kind of hard to put into words. I really like that instead of, you know, I think a lot of times it's like a weak woman 
like you know like furthering like her male partners or like protagonists like goals or what whatever and the opposite this time for like Huey kind of being there for Starlight um mm-hmm. yeah. you know like I'm forgiving of maybe the weak Huey plots of this season because it you know like it it was for the greater good of like Starlight's uh arc yeah, I, yeah you know totally, what I mean totally. um, him kind of being like the damsel in distress which I just think yeah. is like Hilarious. funny yeah <laughs> yeah um, I wanted to talk about the kid okay yeah um, yeah yeah, because the kid kind of is the end of the season, um, and for the longest time, I wasn't sure if he actually had superpowers. You know, um, one of the big points of the trailer was Homelander pushing the kid off the roof, him hitting the ground because he can't fly, um, and then it's kind of the whole like season is like Homelander trying to be like, well, my kid's got to have superpowers. He's my son. You know, it's the whole like my son, my son, my son has to be like me trope, um, and we he we see it out of anger mm-hmm. um that's not a good sign i would say for the kid um he doesn't really show his powers until he kind of loses his temper you know yeah. what i mean it's it is very reminiscent of like bright bernie kind of stuff to me yeah it's like yeah. a result of like you said that, that that temperament more than anything else yeah i like that they i mean it's such a homelander thing to do the whole time that he's kind of been in this agreement with uh, his mom about like staying in this compound. And then once he starts to unravel with Stormfront, as we had already talked about, she convinces him to just like take the fucking kid. Like, yeah. But it's also funny to me that Stormfront also makes like it, 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 it makes that possible in terms of the kid himself, because she's like this super nice, like sweet woman who seems like really, you know, she's putting on this facade of like, you know, the nice old lady, old aunt or whatever you want to call her. And it's, you know, the deceptiveness of that. Like, you know, this idea that Homelander could have never done what he did without the help of Stormfront. Yeah. And again, just, you know, it it it, uh, it just adds layers and layers to, to what's going on with their arcs as well. What What do you guys think about the kid? In terms of like, in which respect? <laughs> Just like in just like in general, right? So like we see that he's really attached to his mom as a as a like what is he a preteen? Because he's not a teenager yet. Yeah. As like a yeah. typical preteen, like of course he like he's mad at her because she because he you know she lied to him. But then like once he's out in the real world, he's not having a good time. You know, no. there's a scene where like Homelander's like ignoring him because he's got all these fans, and it's like it's a classic case of like. Like mom does know best, bro. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. Sh- you you shouldn't have left. Yeah, well, and it's you know it's that this idea that like what is worse, like a little white lie or like um, I mean not a little white lie because it was a pretty significant lie, but this idea of like what is worse, a lie or like you know all of the actions and and philosophies that that come with like Homelander and Stormfront and that relationship, and you know obviously the kid learns that. Um, pretty quickly like how really harsh <laughs> the world is you know uh, but I think even for him like that wasn't that was an interesting art because that felt like what would happen in that scenario like truly though you know like with a kid who is d- super powered and just learning about these powers like how would they react in, in not necessarily in real life but like just realistically in terms of our emotions and and the way that a child like progresses through those things yeah 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the final plan from the boys was actually a really solid one. You know, it's like in a story where like, how do you best Homelander who's more powerful than all of you combined times 100? Yeah. How do you, how do you best him? And I, I really enjoyed the plan of like, Oh, I mean, and poor SWAT team. Right. It's like, I love yeah. that yep. they like, they trick him to leave mm-hmm. the building so they can get the, it's like, it was a really smart plan. And then it all culminates in like, uh, so this was kind of what I was pointing at earlier in the in in, in this episode was that like Kripke is not a big fan of the term fridging, which is like yeah. using f- female characters' deaths to further male plots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think the only time that it happened this season was the very end. Um, Homelander, no, sorry, Stormfront is going to murder the kid's mom, right? Uh, yeah, and uh, I just. The whole the whole time I was like, this kid is gonna lose his shit, and he's gonna be he's you know he's just gonna show his true potential. And I just the whole time I was like, well, what's it gonna be? What's gonna be? I was like waiting, I was waiting, I was waiting. And then the second Stormfront starts choking his mom, I was like, oh, here it comes. Yeah. work. <laughs> it's a feeling it. of inevitability right there. Yeah, and it turns out that I think, as we were talking about, like power levels right is black noir more powerful than homelander um i think the kid's gonna be the most powerful soup of all time um obviously he he doesn't have control of his powers yet so when his eyes you know the eye lasers are just kind of you know like a nuclear explosion Mm -hmm. and ends up killing his mom you know oops that's an accident uh we'll talk about what happens to stormfront next but true born superhero more powerful than compound v uh yeah i would agree with that you think so yeah probably he's a pure blood yeah exactly well (laughs) see and that's no see but that's another funny thing that'll tie into like the white nationalism like stormfronts here preaching like pure blood like nazi bullshit Mm -hmm. and it is the thing like in actual pure blood that like (laughs) fucks her shit up yeah exactly uh i wonder if they will explain that kind of power genetic transfer though because she's had multiple children that none of them seem to have had powers yeah or she's had at least one child i thought she had multiple children she had i think she had Um, the one kid well regardless it doesn't seem like her daughter had had any powers so yeah i think how did ryan get the powers then yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know how they're going to explain it but it could just easily be like okay like first generation compound v wasn't strong enough to pass down through jizz you know and it's like now now homelander's got the super jizz you know so it's like um i don't know sure but i would also argue that like a superhero physically carrying a child could potentially you know have yeah like fair have a genetic outcome for that ramifications yeah yeah, it's just that's just a you know kind of a little bit of a of a plot hole that came to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ryan loses his shit, accidentally kills his mom. Stormfront is charred she, to a little Nazi crisp. Dude, she pulled straight up pulled a fucking Anakin Skywalker on that shit. Dude. She was Anakin. I, it yes. very much was like, yo, we're pulling a Darth Vader right now. Yeah. 
but I enjoy that she reverts like she's been trying to hide who she really is like this whole fucking season yeah and when she's like laying there charred to a crisp she's just like speaking German you know mm-hmm. she's just like yeah. I am the not I am the Nazi yeah. you know and it's like no more mask on like no more trying to hide herself um but interesting bit from the comics is they bring Lamplighter back to life in the comics mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and he ends up being kind of like a useless like zombie um stormfront i don't think she's done for no she's not no absolutely not. i think i think you made the funny point about an anakin um she could become like stormfront darth vader you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> no she's not dead she has some sort of regenerative powers um maybe not as good as gecko i think was the kid's name in the yeah. earlier part of the season who could like regrow his limbs yeah you know we don't know if she's that regenerative but she's definitely not dead and i could see like an angry nazi darth vader situation oh yeah absolutely i mean that's honestly the the way that i took it where i was like oh that seems like almost like a certainty at this point um you know whether she'll come back like next season or maybe even a, a few seasons down the line depending on how long the show goes for um you know i i, I think it's a good possibility that something like that could happen even though he's only like nine or ten years old, do you think Butcher should have been like, Ryan, uh, you need to finish the fucking job there, kid, please? <laughs> Just finish it off, man. She's um, not She's not dead. No. I, I feel like Butcher was just too shell-shocked for that. Um, yeah. I, though, I honestly don't know that it would be her own powers to bring her back. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if Vought yeah. brings her back. Right. Well, yeah. I well, mean, I think Vought will definitely have a play in it. But if she's if she's already so old, she clearly has like there's clearly. Wolverine style regenerative Maybe, powers. Maybe, or have they been giving her something all along? Yeah, because Vought has been helping her. Mm-hmm. You know, kind yeah, of absolutely. yeah, and stay that's... hidden or or rebrand or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's definitely something that felt like it was an intentionally withheld from this season, so that yeah. they could mm-hmm. use it later on. But I mean, it's it, they, they don't. They don't ever really take the time to explain how how she's like essentially ageless like this. So that's I think right. one of the big mysteries going forward. Um, that could they do they do do the knife in the eye, which is a really good nod to the comic books. Yeah. Uh, Stormfront in the comics mm-hmm. loses an eye. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see Ryan kind of join the boys, but like as a superhero. You that know what I mean? Chill. Like we've got Kamiko. Oh my God! Can we talk about like last? episode i said that she kind of had a new power that we couldn't talk about because taylor hasn't uh, seen yet she comes back to life yeah yeah they, they fucking break her neck she's dead and then she's not dead yeah i when when stormfront broke her neck i was in shock yeah i was like how can they kill kamiko how can that be in yeah shock yeah uh, well maybe uh, not maybe not <laughs> But and then when she popped back up, I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. that's so yeah. cool! Crazy!" Like, it just power. kind of the cherry on top of of her whole badass arc of the season. Yeah, do Absolutely. you think Ryan's gonna play a, like a similar role next season, being just kind of there, or do you think because we now know he's got superpowers, are they are are they going to use him against Homelander? I think. Former. I don't think they will next season. Yeah. No. I think maybe down the line, but I think he's too young to uh to be used against yeah. Homelander at the moment. I think it's too too risky of a move. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely look at at, um, at Ryan as kind of like the ace in the hole, right? Like he's that kind of like final sort of uh, sort of weapon that they're gonna have to use to eventually defeat Homelander or even Black Noir or any of these like super super powerful soups, <laughs> super powerful soups. <laughs> um, uh, before uh, one thing we haven't talked about, and this kind of correlates back to the Huey situation, but. Let's talk about the um, gosh, what was the uh, the senator's name? Because there's a Newman. big Newman. Thank you, Newman. Newman. There's a big twist at the end there, and I'm not quite sure what the hell is happening yeah. with that. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> Newman clear. Newman is another one of those characters that was a man in the comics. Yes. Yeah. 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 Not totally in the show. Um, and you know, obviously, like they know what's going on. There's a, definitely a very distinct. Um, story that they're trying to tell there but it's you know again it's one of those things where it's like they withhold so much information from us that it, it just raises all the it begs all these questions yeah she is the one who's been popping everybody's heads this season as we so what is her superpower just like head explosion that's not yeah. you know it's like they don't really explain it but yeah. it's got to be some kind of like telekinesis i think yeah. yeah like lauren was pointing out the almond joys uh popping up throughout the season mm -hmm. apparently if you rewatch that courthouse scene when she's pretending to like be in fear yeah. whenever she's looking is when, somewhere is when the heads are popping yeah yep. so she's clearly there using her power in the moment yeah. mm -hmm. um which is a cool little th throwback because i you know like the end was just as a surprise to me as to anybody yeah <laughs> absolutely and and you know i think something that's really interesting too is it's like you have that 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 um that protest scene with her and homelander right and knowing what we know now, like, how does that influence, like, how she may, quote unquote, deal with Homelander in the future? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I just, again, it just adds all those extra layers that, that really um, that really give it that sort of extra oomph to it, you know? It was a nice surprise. And the ending, we were talking about Huey earlier, his ending is that he goes to work. Yeah. For Victoria Newman. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Part of her campaign. Unaware of, you know... The, yep. the diabolical nature what of her yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Huey, huey's in trouble once yeah. again well and and yeah. obviously it's also like what are her motivations too because you know we have her exterior motivations but as we've learned like all these characters definitely have interior motivations that are far different from like what they may be projecting externally yeah it was yeah. very interesting to see her be anti-vot kind mm -hmm. of anti-soup yeah. But then she murdered the only witness who was going to take down yeah. Vought. So and she is, is a soup her herself, plan? you know, so it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe she's just like a kind of like an anarchist or something like that, where she just, you know, it's, she just wants to create chaos and, and havoc. Um, you never know. So I don't know. That's true. We'll see. I yeah, I guess. I, I mean, well, go ahead. I mean, I wonder if she killed the only witness because um she wants to be the one to take down Vought. Oh, like she didn't want the boys to do it. That's kind of the feeling I got a little bit. Like, yeah, I could see you. that. God damn it. A very no selfish freeze. motive. No, you didn't freeze. Um, no, you're good. Kind of a selfish motive to be like, oh, okay. um, you know, like the enemy of my enemy is like my friend. You know what I mean? And it's mm -hmm. like, it's like if Vought's getting taken down regardless, just, you know, like there's the end goal. There's your fucking, it's happening. Yeah, I think just, I don't know, building a whole campaign and everything against it. I think she, my guess is she might want to get that kind of notoriety uh, for being the one to do it to to raise her status. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know that in the comics, Newman is kind of like a pawn, and it's it seems like they're going a d- different way with this. So yeah. there's not a whole lot of speculation on this. Um, which yeah. we just got to wait till season fucking point. three. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, they did announce that you know, obviously we know this, but for our listeners, they did announce that they're you know um, going to start season three. I believe at the beginning of next year, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So we're kind of still on the same timeline. Hopefully COVID won't, you know, mess up the production schedule for this show too much. Because as we know, the sooner we get a new season of Boys of the Boys, the better. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I'm so excited to see Jensen Ackles' Superman this hoe. Mm-hmm. Um, that yep. is a soldier boy joke. Yes, um, thank you. Thank you very you're much. You're welcome. Uh, it's, he, he can do other things now that he's not on Supernatural. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be really nice just to see him, like, just like you said, just kind of spread his wings a little bit and, and get to, to take on different kinds of roles for once after, what, 15, 16 seasons or whatever Fucking it is. Fucking hey, man. Yeah. yeah. It'll be exciting. I'm sure we'll get tons of casting news, tons of new characters, tons of new everything in the coming six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give this up. Epi- look, Taylor, I know you said you liked season one more. I'm going to give this one a solid, like, 9.5, 10 out of 10. I loved it. I, the only thing I didn't like about it was that we had to wait week to week to see it after the first three episodes. <laughs> That's the only thing. The only yeah. thing I didn't like was the release schedule. Well, Kripke doesn't care. Yeah, I know. He, I know he doesn't. <laughs> hey, wait, Taylor, did you watch the after show at all? I haven't yet. I still really, okay. really want to. I just I've I've been watching other stuff and doing other things. So I'm I'm gonna eventually okay. get around to just it. curious because I actually I want to rewatch this second season. I actually want to rewatch the whole series again. You know, after yeah, the second season, but Damn. um, but we'll see. So yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> awesome, Taylor. What do you give this season? Um, I think for me, uh, I'd probably give it. It's tough to say because I'm leaning towards a four and a half out of five, considering the you know the conversation we just had and and all that stuff. But I feel like it's a solid four out of five for me. Again, it's 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 really solid. It's really good. I think it comes down to like the standards standards of this show are so high based on the first season for me that like that's where my rating comes in as opposed to like anything else. Um, so yeah. I, yeah, I'm gonna say a four out of five. Uh, I again, I had small nitpicks, small issues with this season, but overall, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a great continuation of what the show's doing, and obviously, like, makes me excited to see what's going to come next. And what about you, Lauren? Oh, she froze this time for real. Um, I would say uh, season one. Oh no! No, you're good. Am you're I good. still frozen? You're, you're, you're good. no. You're back now. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I. I probably would give 8.59. Um, so season two, I'd probably give about 9, 9.5. Yeah, there okay. it is. Good stuff. Like I said, anything where we're just beating the shit out of a Nazi, it's, it's just fucking solid gold in my heart. Yeah, I actually, now that I think about it, I might go 4.5 just for the Nazi beating. Yeah, like that, that's what I'm talking about. That extra, you know. Sweet. Well, this was a very long point five episode, everybody, but thank you for listening. Taylor, where can everybody find you on the internet? You can find me on twitter.com at Taylor Salen. Lauren. I am at underscore Miss Pixie underscore on the Instagrams. 
Uh, beautiful. And I'm the only nerd that is Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also, fan3tv.com. Not .com. That's a YouTube show. Fan3tv on YouTube if you want to watch me talk shit about Firefly. Not talk shit about Firefly. Talk shit and watch Firefly. Yeah. Um, solid fucking end credits there, Joel. Yeah. Uh, talk later, shit nerds. with Flyer, f- Firefly. <laughs> See, even I fucked it up. Let's just end the show. <laughs> Firefly. Mm, later, nerds. <laughs> Peace. Bye.